You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So come over to the site to check out what I have up there, looking at some teams breaking down the new look going into training camp. We looked at the Packers wide receiver battle, the Cowboys wide receiver battle, and Facebook, you can follow me at Vinny Iron, Twitter, as well as Vinny Iron. You can catch up on the past shows. We just finished our series looking at the ADP updates for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight end versus their uh, expert consensus ranking. So we'll dive more into the positions again later as we uh, get closer and closer to uh, thinking about draft time. But on today's show, we're going to do a bit of a catch-up roundup of news and notes over the past week or so that uh, have popped up relevant to fantasy football and we'll go by position there as well so we'll kind of condense things to things we've heard rumors news things that are out there on a lot of uh, players and uh, we'll go position by position so we'll go quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end here on the show so let's start in the most important position the big news we know from uh, this recent offseason is James Winston being suspended three games. This is a blow. It's a guy that uh, you're going to have to weigh a little bit more how you want to draft him, but it's pretty much a straight-up QB2. I think he is a QB2 who could really be the QB1. We really liked him last year. I think people have just been on Winston for a while. It hasn't quite materialized, but the numbers have gone better year after year. So this is a bit of a blow early there where I'm going to downgrade Winston a little bit. There's just too many quarterback options that you can pick, so... Three-game suspension, that's significant. It's a good chunk of the fantasy football season. If you want to be specific, it's three out of uh, 16 a game. So nearly a fourth of the action being missed in terms of uh, what we look at for our season there. So Ryan Fitzpatrick still can have good streaming use early in the season. The schedule is extremely tough there with the uh, Steelers and Eagles. Uh, and New Orleans, so pretty pretty tough schedule overall. Uh, I think when you look at those games, there's a chance for some garbage points there from Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Jameis Winston, you definitely have to dump, bump a few notches down. Now, the news that we heard on Aaron Rodgers has been a couple things. They're looking at extension because guys has come up and become the new highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Well, Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. And, in terms of age and primeness, we know Tom Brady is right there, but he's on the older side. Speaking of that, Rodgers is 34 right now, turns 35 in December. He wants to play like Tom Brady. Loved to play until he's 40. That's what he told Peter King there, that the extension is in the works, and he's looking to play till year 40. So coming off a tough season there drafting him, but I don't think you've changed things. We mentioned our ADP update that position he's still locked in as a QB1 probably the first off the board because you know how big things are and I'm not going to be too afraid about his uh, 
wide receiver status, things around him. He's got it done before. He elevates all these guys. He's fully healthy. So Rodgers right now, there's no reason to be uh, treading with caution there with him. Deshaun Watson, there's no reason yet to worry about that. He was hurt last October, so he's had a lot of time to uh, recover from his ACL. He's going to be fine, ready at training camp, it looks like. He's not going to change what he's doing, so that's the big news is they're not going to limit him in any way. They're going to ask him to be a little bit careful, take care of his body when he's running. That's the natural progression of these athletic quarterbacks. But in terms of curbing that style of his game, limiting that part, you're not going to see much of it because that's what makes him special. That's what Bill O'Brien is looking at, catering to Watson's strength. So I think that's what you're looking for. Now, News also out of the AFC South is Blake Bortles. Bortles has talked about Tom Brady, friendly deal there that he took to help the Jaguars and be effective there. I think he just feels good about what's around him. They lost Allen Robinson, last Allen Hearns, but this is a very conservative uh, run-heavy team. But there is some passing upside there for sure when you look at Austin Safarian Jenkins now at the mix at a tight end to be effective. A whole bunch of talented young receivers there that you could look at in this mix. Dante Moncrief has joined the crew with the Marquise Lee. You've got Didi Westbrook, Keelan Cole, some of these guys that are held over. But I'll have to see it to believe it. I think just the volume of the Jaguars alone makes you shy away from Bortles and uh, go there. Now, you look at uh, Cam Newton, and Cam Newton... There was a quarterback rankings that I personally did on SportingNews.com where I had him down because I was questioning the consistency, the turnovers, the efficiency weren't there. In fantasy, it's a little different story because of the running he can produce. And in fantasy, because of that, that takes him to a whole nother level. But with Cam Newton, Norv Turner's in the mix. This is a tough one because we want to draft him as that high QB1. But there's a lot of things there on the line for Cam Newton, what his status is, is it more like the Cam from the last two seasons or is he more like the MVP form of 2015? So that's a question mark. He's 29. He's going to turn 30 here soon. So big question mark there. I think they'll scale down his running a little bit. I think that's a mistake. I think they should run him a little bit more. But if he does that North Turner offense, I think it's imperative for Cam Newton to be more locked in in the passing game, which wasn't the case last season. Greg Olson's healthy. Devin Funch is an established number one receiver. DJ Moore, the rookie, looks special as a first-round pick. So no excuses there. North Turner's offense is friendly to what Cam Newton can do with his big arm. And Newton is just has to produce. And uh, hopefully they'll be sensible about his running and keep that in the mix the way that the Texans don't want to take that away too much from Deshaun Watson. Other news that we had at quarterback here as we look at that position Mitchell Trubisky with Matt Nagy. There's a lot of buzz about them. I did an article called Breaking Down the New Look Bears. Matt Nagy, how he's going to use Allen Robinson and Trey Burton. Maybe healthy Kevin White in the mix. Have Anthony Miller, the rookie slot receiver, as well. They're looking at to have an impact. We know that uh, Terry Cohen is in the backfield. So a lot of passing game weapons. And the Bears teammates and coaches really are pushing that. That There's not going to be anything held back from Mitchell Trubisky. No more caretaker. They're going to let him loose, and there are some playmakers there. So remember Matt Nagy's effect there with Alex Smith. Got a career-best season. 
You had uh, Carson Wentz in Philadelphia come through in a similar system in year two. So all kinds of things pointing up for Trubisky as a really hot sleeper QB two. And finally, at uh, quarterback, we have to look at Carson Wentz. We're not 100% sure on his ACL return. Doug Peterson has been hedging his bets a little bit. They're waiting for their coaching staff to find out uh, how he responds, the health, medicals, and all that in training camp to see if he's going to be a big risk there to put out there in week one. So still a lot to be determined with Carson Wentz, given he got injured so late, and that's what you expect from a December injury that – they're going to take their time evaluate not rushing back because he is their franchise. Even though Nick Foles is a good fallback, he, Foles is going to be a free agent next year. Wentz is the franchise we know going forward. He has to be treated that way, especially. Now, I'm pleased to say that this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football has been sponsored by Core Essentials. That's Core, K-O-R-E. Core Essentials makes the best belt you'll ever own. What makes... The core track belt so often, no belt holes. That's right. Instead, their belts use a hidden track in the back of the belt with 40 size points to choose from. Ever wonder why your pants slip and turn that waistline into a gut? Every day as you work, walk, eat, and play, your waist size fluctuates in and out just a little as a time. Well, here's some awesome things about the core track belt. Adjust to match your waist exactly. Each point of the core track belt is just a quarter inch apart. That simple. Small innovation makes... You get a precise, steady, and comfortable fit every time you put it on. Removing or adjusting your track belt is simple. Pinch the small tab under the buckle. Course pattern design also makes it easy to remove the buckle or change styles. Core track belts ship one size to fit every waist from 24 to 44 inches with an XL belt that goes up to 54 inches. You adjust the size yourself using their easy guide. And best of all, with... Core's high-quality men's belts. They carry a 30-day money-back guarantee and a full one-year warranty against all defects, unusual wear, or breakage. So feel confident when you shop and know that you're covered. That's a good thing to know. Trust me, you're going to love it and want to get rid of all your other belts. Visit coreessentials.com to learn more and get your own core track belt to see how it's the best belt you'll ever own. Seriously, once you go core track, you'll never go back. And we've got a special offer just for fantasy Football listeners here on the Locked On Network, save 10% of your order when you use the promo code Locked On. It's promo code Locked On, all one word, at checkout. That's core, K-O-R-E, essentials.com, and use the promo code Locked On to save 10% off your order. Now we continue with some of our uh, news updates from the past uh, week a little bit more on positions we went through the quarterbacks now it's time to look at the running backs and uh, what has been uh, the things coming out a lot of news still in the works here for sure things up in the air and uh, a lot of these are related to battles and things like that the biggest news that we had was LaShawn McCoy and the ugly incident there now the Bills current backup is Chris Ivory we're going to just talk about this fantasy football speaking we know it's a horrible, horrible uh, potential alleged incident there. That That's the main consider, but we, we're going to talk fantasy because it is a fantasy football show. Chris Ivory is the top backup there for LaShawn McCoy. So that's a little bit of a concern there because Chris Ivory, we know, slow down, hasn't been able to stay healthy. Didn't look good last year with the Jets. Didn't look good early there with the Jaguars. So... A lot of uh, question marks there. I think the Bills will have to go out and get a running back 
there to get some help. So that's not the greatest uh, option. I mean, DeMarco Murray just retired. That was the biggest news as well. And Adrian Peterson still hasn't officially retired. So that would be their veteran back route. Still not very great there if they have to go away from McCoy, given that Peterson hasn't gotten really any of their calls since the Cardinals breakup happened there. Now, if you're looking handcuff handcuff news here, Leonard Fournette, TJ Eldon looks entrenched over Corey Grant there as the backup running back number one. Now, you look at uh, Bilal Powell with the Jets. The reports are that Bilal Powell is going to be really phased out of this offense. They're really changing things up here. Matt Forte and Bilal Powell were the guys last year. Eli McGuire cut into that. Isaiah Crowell was signed to be the early down back. So when you have Crowell early downs and McGuire as the young receiving back, that leaves a little work for Powell. So I expect it's going to be a Crowell and uh, McGuire split here with Powell being faded, possibly being cut in camp, and there's a strong possibility of that. So there's more stuff about Derrick Henry. They want him to be the lead back. That doesn't mean much, remember. Deion Lewis is still going to his touches. You don't go out and sign a running back in free agency of that caliber to sit, and I think uh, that's what you're going to see is going to be a pretty – even split Henry and the power looks early downs and uh, go from there. Now, the Bills, one guy that's out there is Brandon Oliver. So they're kicking the tires on Brandon Oliver. Remember him as the Chargers backup. So he's a guy that's on the radar for the Bills. Amir Abdullah, he looks like the admin out in terms of carries with Theo Riddick catching balls there. LeGarrette Blunt and uh, on Johnson is the new lines running backs and, uh, Dwayne Washington, between him and Abdullah, they're going to have to make a look. But it looks like Abdullah is going to get a chance here to stick around with the new coaching staff. Remember, it's no more Jim Caldwell, it's Matt Patricia. Jim Bob Cooter is still the offensive coordinator, but uh, that's how it goes there. Now, we know the big news is Le'Veon Bell just not signing that franchise tag tender there in terms of a long-term extension. He'll play out the tag probably but which means he'll become a unrestricted free agent there in 2019. So Bell is going to change the fantasy landscape for sure wherever he goes, but for now he's going to be motivated to stay healthy and productive here because he's looking for the big payday probably elsewhere outside of Pittsburgh. So in terms of fantasy production, that doesn't change much, but Bell knows he needs to stay healthy and produce big time to get the deal that he's come to close to thinking he wants there in free agency. Darren Sproles looks like he's done. After 2018, that's what he said. So Sproles could still have a big role in his final season, but we'll have to see that. They could open the door a little bit for Corey Clement, seeing a few more touches there with J.H.I. We'll have to see how that goes. But uh, for now, Sproles is too hard to trust being an older running back. But J.H.I. is going to be the lead dog there, and Clement is going to cut in in the receiving and uh, some scoring situations mainly. So we can see Sproles maybe fading as the season goes. Now, the Panthers' news was that uh, in this offense with North Turner, we mentioned Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, I don't think they're going to use him more in the power running game. C.J. Anderson is going to get that role mainly. So McCaffrey's going to be a lot like he was last year, receiving game cog for the Panthers, and that's where you kind of have to look at him. But he's very good at that role, especially in PPR production qualities there for the Panthers. Now, the next position we'll look at here to catch you up on uh, some of the news and uh, notes, there's wide receiver. And uh, there's not too much going on wide receiver that's uh, earth 
shattering or changing here in the last week. But Juju Smith-Schuster looks uh, okay with the knee injury. He looks like he's going to be full go for training camp. So we're going to see the split between him and James Washington picked up there in the draft to replace Martavis Bryant. We'll see how that goes, if that cuts into Smith-Schuster. But he is probably going to be still heavily involved and in a wide receiver two candidate for sure. Now, Sterling Shepard is getting some high praise, and keep in mind that the Giants have used him in the slot a lot, but I think they're going to use him more outside this year. They have Cody Latimer is the only guy there, which is the number three situation where he's going to be looking at as a potential outside guy where Shepard can move the slot, but I think you'll see a lot of two sets with Evan Ingram in the middle of the field, and Saquon Barkley also is a capable receiver out of the backfield. So Shepard is a sleeper. I really like what Shepard can do. We've seen... In the past, how talented he is, and some other guys to draw attention, it could be very good. Now, Adam Humphreys, we we know there's a change of quarterback there with uh, James Winston, at least early in the season. Adam Humphreys is trying to hold his job for snaps, but this means if Adam Humphreys is going to be a slot guy, that Chris Godwin is going to have to fight for snaps ahead of Deshaun Jackson on the outside more here. So that's what we're going to watch for. But if right now, if I was going to say in this receiving core, you're going for a sleeper, I think it's Godwin for sure over Jackson and Humphreys. Corey Davis, the hype is real. He's dominated here in the early offseason. Everyone expects that to carry over in training camp. So the Titans wide receiver looking like at least a wide receiver three baseline here. Now, we look at the Lions. A Golden Tate is looking for a new deal. He's a little disappointed, frustrated. He's getting older, so that's something to watch this season. Quincy Nunois is going to be the slot guy for the Jets between Robbie Anderson and and Jermaine Curse here. Quincy Newton was off to some special things there before he uh, got hurt last year. So this guy, we're going to watch this receiving core, especially if there's a quarterback change away from uh, Josh McCown and an affinity for uh, Robbie Anderson last season. So DJ Moore has looked very good as a rookie for the Panthers, except him to contribute. Now, Larry Fitzgerald, we have to see what happens with his future. He's going to settle in with this group of uh, quarterbacks, see what happens. It's a question mark based on how good the Cardinals can be, and it's clear that they're taking a step back here. So they're not going to be contending much. I think this could be definitely Fitzgerald's last year. And Cam Meredith, the guy that people have been drafting ahead of Ted Ginn in the Saints offense, coming off a torn ACL coming from the Bears, but he looks good for training camp. We'll have to see what happens uh, going forward with Meredith, but... He's a guy that totally can't be ignored in a very dangerous passing game for the Saints. We're talking a lot about uh, these teams and the best way to get your weekly, daily beat reports all throughout the offseason, even when training camp's not happening, when training camp gets into full swing, is with the Locked On NFL Network. Our team-by-team correspondents are fantastic, keep you up to date with the latest news, notes, everything you need to know there in reality. Battles are going to start to happen around the league. So check out that shows on Lockdown Network, as well as our host of MLB and NBA podcasts that go through even through the tough days of summer. Now we'll finish up our look at the positional news and notes here with tight end. And uh, he's a guy that uh, has gotten some question marks is Ricky Seal Jones how good he can be without Blaine Gabbert for that short stretch, very short stretch. You have Jermaine Gresham coming off a major injury. 
the buzz is is heightened with Ricky Seals Jones. They're looking for consistency and receiver beyond Larry Fitzgerald, who I mentioned. So that's a factor as well. We, uh, he has a chance here, Seals Jones, to be the third most productive receiver behind Fitzgerald and David Johnson as they're making a transition without John Brown and Jerron Brown there for the Cardinals. Bryce Butler's more of a big play threat there, and, and we'll have to see what uh, they get from uh, Christian Kirk, the rookie. But definitely Ricky Seals Jones is more and more on the radar. We talked about him in the tight end update. This guy going a little too low there. Now, we thought the Jets might have some upside with Jordan Leggett, but it looks like uh, Chris Herndon's going to battle Jordan Leggett there without Austin Severian Jenkins. A pretty close, close battle there. Nothing you want to see in the Jets' offense, even if it's a rookie and Sam Darnold trying to throw out. Now, Dallas Godert, a lot of buzz around him. We mentioned in the tight end show how he's rising up the charts behind Zach Ertz. Handcuffed to Zach Ertz in some respects, but could be productive in his own right. Definitely a good, strong backup there the way Trey Burton was for the Eagles. Blake Jarwin, another name that you want to circle here. We didn't get a chance to talk to him because the ADP and ranking was way low because we're not sure, but Blake Jarwin is the best Cowboys receiving tight end after Jason Witten. So keep that name in mind, and he could be a big factor there. Now... The Falcons have been disappointed with Austin Hooper. They're looking for a little bit more, but uh, I think their offense is going to be more three wide receiver that's going to hurt Hooper in this uh, situation and that guy that we said he should fade. Tight end, one guy you shouldn't fade at tight end is Rob Gronkowski, a good way to end these updates. Looks like he's not going to be held out of training camp. That's what uh, been reported from ESPN. He's going to be out there. He's got a contract issue as well, but Gronkowski's going to give it his all. He always has on the field. Let's just hope he doesn't get hurt. That's the thing we hold our breath with, with Gronk. So that's the only question mark. But uh, Gronk looking good to go, full speed at training camp, good healthy season last year. So all things pointing up for Gronk, even with that contract hanging over his head. So there you have it. There's an update on the uh, news and notes for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. As we try to get through July, it's almost here. Training camp is almost here for all 32 teams. And once we get there, we'll have a lot more updates to look at uh, week by week there for sure. So for Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Hope you got caught up a little bit. And uh, we'll keep keeping you up there, up to date with all you need to know for fantasy football. For this show, and then until next time, Check out all the great podcasts on the network and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, all that great stuff. And we'll be here and uh, can't wait to talk to you for our next show.